0: Welcome back to another episode of The Binge Eating Dietitian. My name is Jo, I'm a registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counsellor here to smash the taboo of binge eating. And a very happy holidays to you wherever you're listening from. I know that this time of year can be strange and especially challenging if you struggle with binge eating. So I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge that. If you celebrated Christmas last week, I hope it went okay for you. I hope that you're able able to find some kind of joy in the week. And now it's New Year's. 2020 is almost over. What a year it has been for the world. If we just take a moment right now to think about everything that's happened this year, it's hard to believe what we have all gone through. And Although we had a global pandemic to contend with, which came with millions of job losses and infections and deaths, the fear of weight gain during the last nine months or year or so was palpable. If your biggest fear this year was weight gain, I just want to take a second just to acknowledge that that's okay. You are not alone. There are millions of people in the same boat as you who, despite everything going on, weight gain was their biggest fear this year. And maybe as a reaction to that, you might have decided that 2021 is your year to finally lose weight and quote unquote, get healthy. And if that's you and you have a whole plan concocted about how you're going to do that, then brilliant. I'm delighted for you. You know my mantra. Once you're happy, I'm happy. But if that's not you and you can't face another year of setting goals to lose weight, heading into the year with all these great plans and fantastic regimens and exercise plans all established and you go into the year do it for a few days a few months a few weeks and at some point it all results in binge eating which can sometimes last for just as long. If that's you, today I'm going to be offering my advice for how to set goals for 2021 that will improve your health, but have nothing to do with your weight and will help to prevent you falling down the diet trap that you did in years previous. So before I get into my tips for setting goals to improve your health in 2021 without falling into the diet trap, I just want to give a little context on what we have been through this year. So I can't speak for the rest of the world, but during the first wave of the pandemic earlier this year, I was living in the UK and while we were dealing with everything that came along with the pandemic, like job losses and changing work environments and lots of infections and unfortunately lots of deaths, the UK government thought it would be a good idea to tell us to lose weight. Just a little trigger warning here. I'm going to quote some language that relates to weight status that some listeners may find offensive or damaging. So the UK brought out this Better Health campaign, which set out this whole range of policies to encourage the British people to reduce their weight in a bid to, quote unquote, beat COVID and protect the NHS. And whilst the campaign may have been well-intentioned, This campaign largely puts the blame and responsibility on the general population for the limitations of the health service. The campaign states that tackling obesity would reduce pressure on doctors and nurses in the NHS and free up their time to treat other sick and vulnerable patients. It goes on to say, going into winter, you can play your part to protect the NHS and save lives. This choice of language could be really damaging as it encourages the blaming and shaming of people in bigger bodies. Stigmatizing obesity and I'm sorry to use that word but stigmatizing it in this way could encourage crash dieting and a really unhealthy relationship with food which can be very detrimental to long-term mental and physical well-being. Some of the measures that were proposed in the Better Health campaign were things like Discounted memberships to commercial weight loss programs like Weight Watchers and Slimming World. To calorie labeling, so putting calories on menus in restaurants. So basically, if it was up to the UK government, they would be putting us all on diets starting now on January 1st, 2021. Here's the thing though, policies like the Better Health campaign miss the point completely. Firstly, there is no evidence from all of the weight loss research that we have to show that any strategy results in long-term weight loss and weight loss maintenance. Sure, strategies the UK government are recommending, like Slimming World and Weight Watchers, have some evidence to show they work in the short term, but as far as more than five years goes, we don't have any research to say that any strategy is effective. What we do have evidence for though is the power of weight stigma. One expert opinion piece defined weight stigma as the social rejection and devaluation to those who don't comply with social norms of adequate body weight and shape. Weight stigma is pervasive. For example, in the USA, people in bigger bodies report higher rates of discrimination because of their weight, compared to reports of racial discrimination of ethnic minorities in some domains. Women are particularly stigmatised due to their weight across multiple sectors, including employment, education, media and romantic relationships. Other research has found that those who feel stigmatised for their weight are less likely to engage in health-promoting behaviours like consuming a varied diet, attending doctor's appointments or engaging in regular movement. So basically, when individuals in bigger bodies feel shamed or have a personal responsibility for their own health, the health of others and the health of the NHS are less likely to want to engage in the behaviours that are recommended in the Better Health campaign, such as attending Slimming World or Weight Watchers. And I think that is completely understandable. Anti-dietitians Anti-diet, diet and healthcare professionals like me often get misconstrued as being anti-health. And that is simply not true. I'm all about campaigns like the Better Health campaign, but... When we know so much about the power of weight stigma and how detrimental it is for mental and physical well-being, why is there a focus on weight loss in campaigns such as this one? Why can't we have campaigns that improve health without the side of guilt, shame and weight stigma? So, with all that in mind, let's run through my method for setting goals in 2021 without falling into the diet trap, but that will improve your health without focusing on weight. Tip number one is to focus on behaviours, not on weight. This is what campaigns to quote unquote tackle weight completely miss out on. Weight loss is not a behaviour. It may or may not be the outcome of a series of behaviours, but it is not a behaviour itself. You can't say to yourself, I'm going to lose weight today, And all of a sudden it happens. I know you might be feeling a lot of pressure too, but you don't have to lose weight this year. If you do wish to improve your health, because remember, anti-diet dietitians are not anti-health, focus on behaviours. Instead of putting lose X number of pounds on your January goals, instead look at health promoting behaviours and see if there's any that you could improve on. Health-promoting behaviours are actions that you can take to affect health or mortality. These actions may be intentional or unintentional and can promote or detract from the health of you or others around you. Actions that can be classified as health-promoting behaviours include smoking, substance use, varied diet, physical activity, sleep, risky sexual activities healthcare-seeking behaviours and adherence to prescribed medical treatments. And the best part about health-promoting behaviours, well, firstly, engaging in health-promoting behaviours will improve health regardless of if your weight changes or not. And health-promoting behaviours are more likely to be in your control. It's a tangible behaviour, it's an action. It's not some abstract concept like weight loss. If I say to you today, lose weight, that means nothing. It's not something you can actually do. It's not an action. But if I say, hey, take your medication as your doctor prescribed, that's something that's within your reach. If weight loss happens as a result of working on health promoting behaviours, then that's cool. I'm happy if you're happy. But if it doesn't, that's great too, because you are improving your health anyway, just by regularly engaging in the behaviours. I really hope that makes sense. Tip number two for setting health goals for January without falling down the diet trap is don't make any changes that you can't continue for the rest of your life. This is one of the best mantras I've ever come across and I really think it's relevant in January. It's so tempting to take a beautiful new notebook with an inspirational quote embossed on the cover and list out all the life-changing goals that you want to accomplish by the end of next year. A new way of eating, a new exercise regimen, you're so eager to do all of this and you actually wish that you could just start it right now and not even have to wait until January 1st. But before you get carried away, ask yourself, Can I really keep these all up for the rest of my life? Do I see myself following the same diet? Do I see myself doing the same exercise plan? If I can't see myself eating this way forever, what's the point in doing it for a short period of time? Because that means I'm going to have to come off this diet at some point and I'm going to be back to square one, thinking and rethinking about how I can embark on another new diet. Really be honest with yourself with this one. If, for example, you're trying to do intermittent fasting, ask yourself, do I really see myself doing this for the rest of my life? What about on birthdays, at Christmas, or when you have children or grandchildren in the future? What are you going to do on their birthday? What if they bake you buns on a Saturday, but Saturday is a day where you're supposed to be fasting? What will you do then? Instead, See if you can shift your language to goals that you can continue for the rest of your life. Sustainable goals, achievable goals, realistic goals. How about, I'm going to try and eat one vegetable a day this year. And even if that's too ambitious, that's okay. You could say, I'm going to try and eat one vegetable every second day this year. Whatever you choose, ask yourself, is it achievable for the rest of my life? Tip number three is to remember that tomorrow is going to be hard. Next week is going to be hard and January is going to be hard. This is one of my favorite pieces of advice and it's one that I remind myself of daily. Tomorrow is going to be hard. For some reason, you believe that tomorrow is where all happiness and all motivation and ambition is stored. You think that tomorrow is going to be easy tomorrow you will laugh at how difficult you found today. If this resonates with you, I want you to keep reminding yourself that tomorrow is going to be difficult too, maybe even more difficult than today. Give yourself a break and don't give yourself too big of a list of things to accomplish tomorrow in January or next year. I promise you that all happiness and success is not locked up in those times. When you're setting goals for January 2021, ask yourself, will this be too much for me to take on? And then remind yourself, tomorrow is going to be hard too. All right, so just to wrap up, these are my 3 tips for setting goals for 2021 that will improve your health but prevent you from falling down the diet trap. So tip number 1 is to focus on behaviors not on weight. Remember that weight loss is not an action. It's not something that is in your tangible control. It may be the outcome of carrying out some health-promoting behaviours, but it also may not be. And taking part in the health-promoting behaviours themselves will improve your health, even if weight loss doesn't follow. Tip number two is don't make any changes that you can't see yourself continuing for the rest of your life. Remember if something like a new diet sounds too extreme, not sustainable for the long term, at some point that means that you are going to have to come off that diet and just think about your mentality then and how you're going to feel when you have to go back to square one and start something all over again. So ask yourself, is this something that I see myself doing for the rest of my life? And finally, tip number three is to remember that tomorrow is going to be hard. For some reason, we believe that all happiness and success and ambition and motivation is locked up in tomorrow. And once, once we get to tomorrow, we'll have it all figured out. But we know from experience that is just not the case. So be mindful when you're setting your goals for next year that tomorrow is going to be hard too. And to maybe go a bit easy on yourself, don't set yourself as many goals as you're hoping to perhaps just stick to one or two really sustainable, achievable goals. If you have any mantras that you use to set goals for the year coming, please let me know. I would love to hear of them. I hope that this episode has just given you some guidance on setting goals that are related to your health and not about your weight. And I hope that my tips will help you to develop some more maybe sustainable goals that you can really continue for the next year. And as I gave the example, if your goal is to eat one vegetable every second day this year, then that is an excellent goal and I'll be rooting for you. All right, so going to leave you there with my 30 second cereal box book review. Today I'm reviewing the Intuitive Eating Workbook by Triboli and Resh. Wishing you a very happy new year. Whatever you're up to, wherever you are, whoever you're with, I hope that you enjoy it. And bring on 2021. I recommend using the Intuitive Eating workbook after reading the Intuitive Eating book by Tripoli and Resh. This book helps to put intuitive eating into practice in your life. And if you like self-reflection and journaling, this book will really benefit you towards your journey to intuitive eating. There are loads of self-paced exercises in here, but there's no pressure to do them all in any order. Just work through the principles that most resonate with you first.